you went to, you know, Carolina and you went, mm-hmm. went to Carolina for coaching specifically. Mm-hmm. And, and for your age, that's extremely impressive at the time to be able to make that distinction that that is what you're going to go to school for. You know, most right. athletes would say, I'm going here because I, I want to make it to the next level. Right. And, and you knew your career path. Um, and a lot of that, I guess, is due to your mom being a coach, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you just kind of grew up into it. Mm -hmm. And um, just so all of you know, Jackson's mom is actually, um, she coached women's high school basketball for and volleyball for years, but she's actually in the Hall of Fame uh, up in Western North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So uh, she was a heck of a coach for sure. She won more state championships in a sport that she didn't play. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His mom actually played basketball in college and his dad did as well um, at Western basketball hall of fame or sorry, hall of fame at Western Carolina. Mm -hmm. Great basketball player, women's basketball player, but she only won one state championship in basketball and she won three straight in volleyball. (laughs) Wow. It's, it's, it's so mind boggling. And the best part about it, she, she never played volleyball. She was a PE major. So she had to learn how to coach it, it. learn it as a curriculum. Wow. There was, there were people, she brought in people that were her assistants that could help her fill in the gaps. And I mean, it, it's, let me, I'm just going to break off for a second. That woman, I mean, if you were to meet her, she is Cindy Simmons is a name that people in western north carolina know state uh in the state yeah but i mean and definitely in the in western north carolina Mm. it was funny because like when we were getting married people that my parents knew um they'd be like oh my gosh cindy simmons she's one of you know like whatever (laughs) but you meet her my mother-in-law you would think she was a kindergarten art teacher she is the most soft-spoken kindest woman until you get on her bad side and then she she has a voice and she is a heck of a coach and Mm -hmm. that came out and it's it's so funny I wish I could see her coach because I can't imagine it in my head but anyway (laughs) go back on track you've heard you've heard stories though I have heard stories I've even heard stories since dating her that a lot of a lot of her former players that are also known as my sisters told and I'm like really yeah they're like yeah and that's <laughs> funny we could sit here and talk about being coaches kid because you're like my sisters and all my dad's players oh, were always gosh. like my brothers and so it's just it's crazy yeah. but um so after Carolina you knew you wanted to coach mm-hmm. so um I know it's it's I don't know if it has changed mm-hmm. since but at the time your next step was to to be a graduate assistant. Was that kind of the trajectory for people that wanted to get into into college coaching or for my at, at the time, yes. I mean, I know it's the position I'm in now as head video coordinator. I I never had even thought about that route before this. I just always know I wanted to be in college to start. And you know, a lot of people ask me, they said, why why do you not want to go play overseas just for a year just to say you did it? And I guess now I could look back and say, well, I can understand why you why that would be considered a, a big deal. 
But at the time, that wasn't what I felt God was telling me to do. I didn't feel that push to go do something just to say that I did it. I wanted to do, I wanted to do something that I was being called for. And at the time, I, I didn't feel like. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to the NBA, at least as a, at least as a player. Um, and what I w- had always dreamed about before was being a college coach. And at the time. Uh, our former director of operations, Joe Holiday, was from Oklahoma, and he coached against Mark Price. And Mark had just gotten a job at UNC Charlotte, and I was finishing up my my degree work, and he he had openings for a graduate assistant. And well, you're friends with Caroline, his yeah, daughter. Yeah, Caroline was she, she was played tennis there, she played right? tennis there. We we came in at the same we came in at the same time and um sweet girl. Yeah, and we were in the leadership academy together, you know, just we were we were good friends and um you know there was already that connection there. I I met him, I'd met him at, at times before and um and so and actually a few members on his staff that he hired were um had recruited me Andre Gray was one of them and Chris Ferguson and then Houston Fancher and there was there was already there was already that connection there so but anyways there there was there was already a connection there and and so that's I was like yeah let's do that um and the 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 great thing about it, and I didn't realize it until until I got into the NBA full full time, was I learned the NBA game from, NBA game from him. And at the time, I'm like, this is what is this is confusing. Like I I don't know any of this because I I came from my own you know, from one system and it really opened my eyes up to there's a way outside of what you're used to in Carolina basketball. And there's even things that after my time there that I learned now that the things we actually run with the Hornets now that I, I called him one time and I'm like, I'm like, coach, I didn't even know, like, I question why you did that before, but I know now why you did that. And that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and to be able to already have that understanding of the highest level that that our sport is and learn it from arguably not only the greatest shooter, but one of the greatest point guards of all time was it was it was humbling. Um, and to just see the type of person that he was and he was he was a God-fearing man as well. And, you know, to be able to learn where I would ultimately be at this stage of my life from a basketball coaching standpoint is was a blessing because it helped expedite my my understanding of the NBA game. And then, you know, also parts of this role that I'm having to do right now. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm just going to say that, having the opportunity to sit here and talk with you about this is really eye-opening because I mean we've been together six years and we we do I mean I would say just naturally 95% of what we talk about is basketball related it's just 
it's naturally, you know, we're out to dinner and we're drawing up plays and talking through, I mean, it's what we're talking about. So, um, but to hear you say that, you know, that you made that connection Mm -hmm. from, from something like being a grad assistant, you never, and you guys don't know this, but he, his goal was always to coach college basketball. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, for you learning those back then when your mindset was still in uh, college ball is just a full circle. And to hear that is really neat. It's, I I think it's a life, I think it's a life lesson to us all that sometimes there, sometimes what we're learning right then that we're like, well, I'm never going to, never going to use this. A lot of times you end up using it and you're just not listening to what, God's plan is, like I said, I had no idea. I had no idea that I was going to be at the NBA level. Um, and to be able to rely on certain things that we did, even at UNC Charlotte and, and be able to bring that to, to the, to the chopping block with things that we, we try and do it's, I mean, it's something that I never thought about because I normally thought that coaches, no matter what level you're at, that they just do it based off of what level they're at. So college coaches look at college things and NBA stays in the NBA. But, you know, Coach Borrego has done such a great job of treating basketball as an art form and gathering gathering just plays, concepts from all different levels from college to the international game. And, it's it's very eye-opening to know that like even even a coach that's one of 30 in the NBA or one of 30 in the world is is looking at uh, you know film from a from conference USA from five or six years ago is it's crazy I mean it's you know it, it's just it's just somebody that loves basketball for what it is. And, and that's what, that's how coach price was. And that's, that's even how um, the great late Larry Hunter was as well. You know, he, 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 he talked about everything from when he was at Ohio and they were the, the, the part of the shack of the Mac with, you know, Trent, with Trent, Gary Trent's father was there and uh, coach Boyle, who is, there as well right now as a head coach I mean and to just hear him talk about all of his stories and and just being able to experience his love for the game it it really shows you how much guys love the game but then it also challenges you as well to to learn as much as you can Mm -hmm. because there's always some something that can be learned I mean going outside of basketball I mean Bill Belichick going 11 minutes just talking about the evolution of snappers and holders. You know, I think that'd be the equivalent of basketball, say, in the evolution of the screen or the the pick and roll game and yeah. the the rebounding game. I mean, it's is it's just amazing that what many people would think is just a small part of a game in any sport is a passion and a love for for one of for one of the greatest coaches in in the world of all time. 
And I think that's just a testament to that every coach, no matter how important or how big or small your role is, is very vital to to the organization. Right. And I, and I really like that because, you know, like you said, that I think that kind of separates a lot of people because, as you said, basketball is an art form and there are just so many intricate things that connect with each other. And I feel like we kind of categorize them as irrelevant sometimes, but really they they're key because without them that, you know, that system doesn't work. I mean, especially, you know, talking about the uh, pick and roll thing. Uh, if, you know, if you're not learning on the pick and roll, then you don't, I mean, it's still a big part of the game as a basketball right. player, you would know that. And so, right. you know, diving into that and learning really the concept of the pick and roll really helps you more in the long run, you know, guarding it or whether it's, as running it and learning like so many intricate ways and just the fine details is really what kind of sets people apart because that's when they re- that's when you realize it's a it's a lot deeper than what we think it is whether it's in basketball or in life yeah absolutely and, and to to go on that too it the more the, the quicker you accept your role because we all want to we all want to score we all we all want to be at the forefront of highlight tapes. But the easiest way to do that is to do your job and to make the unselfish plays. Mm-hmm. And I thought I knew how to screen before I got to Carolina. But I also quickly found out that I didn't know how to screen. Yeah. And learning that and learning that I was developing a skill set for that allowed me to allow me to contribute. And I mean, every time, every time I see Reggie Bullock, who's with the Dallas Mavericks right now, he always jokingly says, there's the best screener I ever had. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because I wanted to play. I, I wanted to be out here with you guys and, and get you guys open. But no, it's, it, and it also, it also was a, it also helped me realize too, that in life you're going to have to accept roles that maybe you don't deem as important and that that you want to have a bigger role yeah. but sometimes doing that small role is integral and bigger to the bigger picture and then it's also going to help you one day for your bigger the bigger goal that you aspire to have do you feel like do you feel like we lack that and when I say by we, I mean collectively as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, but athletes like college players, NBA players, high, like whatever, mm-hmm. do you feel like we lack um, or players are lacking that knowledge being taught that stuff? Um, and, and maybe that's something you don't want to answer no, because no. It, it could potentially, you know, offend some. No, no, no. It's I th- the the way that the game is being played now is is very yeah. offensive. It's yeah. very yeah. offensive yeah. driven. Uh, a lot of times, highlight tapes now are of kids their offensive ability. If they have the ability to dunk we're seeing all these flashy plays to make faces right now (laughs) but but what but what they're not seeing is they're not seeing all the beautiful faults that they have as players because Mm -hmm. there's this perfection 
this perfect image of them for a minute and a half, two minutes or five minutes or however long the clip is, but they're not, they're not seeing the bigger picture. And the, the beautiful part is, is that once they get to their, get to college, or I guess now you could say all these other alleyways that you can get to the pros with, what they're learning is, is that they're not a perfect player. Mm-hmm. But what they're also, what they're struggling to learn is, is that that's okay. Because there was no perfect player. You know, Michael Jordan wasn't perfect. LeBron was, is not perfect. Kobe Bryant was not perfect. But what they, what made them great was, yeah, yeah. Mm. What, what made them great was the fact that every day they were trying to, they were trying to chase that and improve their imperfections. And it's, it's weird to say, because God willing, you know, those guys wake up every day and they know that they can still play. Mm-hmm. And and I always I always tell I always tell You're her making this. me emotional. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I think that's a beautiful thing about about this game and about coaching in general is basketball. You, well, well, any any sport, it's it's the fact that every game is not every game is not perfect. You know, we may win by thirty, but there's things that we can improve on, and. As, as a coach and as a player, that's, I think that's the best, that's the biggest thrill of it all is being able to wake up and know that you did some good things right, but what could you do better? Mm. Because the day that you're, the day that you're satisfied, you know, you just, that's when you just need to go out on the dock and just watch the, watch the ducks flock around. Right. He loves the lake. (laughs) I do. I do. I'm, I'm actually ready for it to get warm and it's going to be warm soon, but it's it's a process. It's being involved in the process of not being caught up in the score and just getting lost in each practice, each game, and each play, and just treating each play like it's a life of its own and just execute it to the best of your ability. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think I think one thing that I really learned from the game is it's the same it's the same way in life. You know, we're we're not perfect in life. You know, the only perfect person to ever walk this earth was Jesus Christ. And I feel like in the same way, we we see all these uh, mixtapes, these highlight tapes on social media and stuff. And we want to be, it makes people seem perfect and they're not. And so we get afraid of, you know, admitting that we're imperfect or admit or facing those imperfections. But that's, that's the beauty in life. I've, I've said that the beauty in life is learning is growing that's the beauty of life you know imagine if we lived in a perfect world where we were perfect can you imagine how bored we would get with life but it just you know even taking a step further just in general in life out in nature the imperfections are what make it beautiful Mm -hmm. you know like i'll never forget sappy moment coming up the first time he looked at me and like I had no makeup on and I had like a pimple or whatever on my face and he still tells me this to this day but he says I love when you have a pimple or a blemish or something because it makes you even more beautiful 
because it may, it, it's truly who I am. And if we could all go back to just taking people for what they're, what they are mm-hmm. and what they're bringing, you know, like I'm going to use this for example, I look at LaMelo ball and my heart just like, I, it just gets gripped because he reminds me so much of my little brother. It's not even funny. And, um, when he, you know, just simply because in, in high school, he was ridiculously good at basketball. I mean, could hit shots from, I remember that's the first time I ever saw him. This is years ago, scrolling through Facebook. And there he is some high school kid shooting half court shots in the middle of the game, making it, you know, like six in a row, whatever. Mm-hmm. This kid got all this hype through all these years. And now he's been put in the NBA. He's done fantastic, but you know, he's human, right? Yeah. He gets in slumps. He's, he's around all these older players, this, this new league that he's never played in and he's doing it well. However, cut the kids some slack, cut these, these guys, it is, I get it. It is a business. I understand that. But at the end of the day, these are humans. Mm -hmm. The coaches are humans. I mean, and that's another question I was going to ask you guys, the game of basketball, no matter how much you coach, how hard you play at the end of the day, is it a game that you can decide I'm going to go out here and win and that's what's going to happen? Or is it truly a game of chance? At the end of the day, I mean, you're relying on refs, other coaches, Mm -hmm. other players. You're relying on players to come out there and feel their best, play their best. I mean, especially in the NBA now, you've got guys resting and and stuff or not, you know, as big of games as the ones coming up or whatever. So, control you can control yeah it, it's in and, and, and it's simply that it, it is a make or miss league uh at the at the end of the day but just like i was saying about the little details and the imperfections that may go unnoticed it still comes down to can you control you can control can, are, are you boxing out are you getting a stick hand up are you playing the brand of basketball that, that, that we preach and being unselfish and together? And if you do all, if you do those things, mm-hmm. the, the chance part will favor you mm-hmm. because I feel like, I feel like a game of chance would be, I mean, Roulette, I feel or... like it would be, or, you know, I feel like it would be if you were truly saying like, you're saying like flipping a coin it's like all right, right. heads or tails like roulette like roulette yes but basketball is not that way you know mm-hmm. it's even though there's a bunch of factors yeah. it doesn't you still can control what you can control and that can still have an impact on the yes. outcome of of the game it get, we I'll, we always say this if, if you if you do if you control you can control We'll have a chance. Absolutely. That, and that's, and with that being said, by if you'll have a chance, if you do it, you, if you play the right way, 
the odds are going to be in your favor. Right. Yeah. It, it reminds me of what my high school coach said. He always said two words before every practice, before every game, even afterwards. He said two words, attitude and effort. Those are the things, only two things you can control on the basketball court. And that's really stuck with me going through life and even on the court, you know, as a player and even as a coach, whenever I coach, control what you can't control, like you guys said, just attitude and effort, you know. You know, because yeah, even though absolutely. you work on even though you work on your shot all the time, at the end of the day, you can't really control whether it goes in or not. After the ball leaves your hand, you know, it's, it's free game. Some days you're off. Yeah. But you can go get the rebound from exactly. the shot. You, you can get on the floor for a loose ball. And and, and those two and those two things can bring a team down quicker than anything. Exactly. And to to connect the to connect the dots, if you have, if your attitude and effort, if you control that, like you were saying, you're going to be in a position to to be successful.